What the hell is even that? People, people, people. I hate Phil Sims. Hate him. Welcome back to Live <laughs> 715. I hate Phil Sims. Oh, he's the worst. He's the worst commentator in NFL history. And his career wasn't even that fucking good. No, he it's just because he won. like he's a goddamn. Because he won one Super Bowl for the Giants. Thanks to their defense of Bill Parcells. Anyway, welcome back to Live and from the Lawrence Taylor. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Welcome back to Live from the 715, everybody. <laughs> Go follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebooks, Twitters. At live from 715 and our Gmail if you want to email us some fucking questions or maybe a little uh, give us some weird story that you want to kick our way or a bad news segment. We're all about it. You can email us at live from 715 at gmail.com. Get it. It's football Sunday and we got back from a wedding last night. Yep. A little bit richer. Well, well I don't know about you did. You. No. You were up for a while. I was up like, yeah, I was up 200. And then. It's always great when you have a wedding at a <laughs> neighboring, you know, they got a convention hall that's in a casino. You have like a group of people that's slowly migrating in between the casino and the banquet hall where they're having the wedding. And that just continues throughout the night. Because you look around, you're just talking to somebody, you're like, where the hell did they go? And they're gone for like an hour. <clears throat> I was losing my ass, that's what. You can usually tell by the demeanor of somebody when they come back. Oh, when they come back <laughs> and they're just a skull on their face, like, I don't know how this happened. Everybody else is winning. Where are I was? <laughs> One of our friends in particular, I yeah. saw him come back and I'm like, oh, I could tell by the look on his face right away. <laughs> Things ain't good. No. But I did all right. I uh, I ducked out for a little bit. I put uh, 40 bucks in a machine next to one of our buddies. One of our buddies won huge. Before the, before the dinner even started, it was the cocktail hour he walked in, and we saw him right away, and I was like, he's a notorious gambler. So he comes he's in. He's a gold member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a gold member at that <laughs> casino. So as soon as we walk in, he's like, he asked you, he's like, oh, you're not DJing? I'm like, what are you doing in here? The casino's over there. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, then he grabbed a couple guys. We're like, hey, want to go play for a little while? So he goes to the slot machines and he wins $1,000 almost immediately. (laughs) But then, of course, gambler's uh, mentality, I could do better than that. So he went back. But then, you know. He won another 500 while I was sitting next to him, and I won 100 bucks. so the rub mu- or, uh, the luck must have rubbed off for me. <clears throat> and then, I, you know, they print out, like, a voucher ticket for you instead of giving you actual money these days. So I took that voucher ticket, and you could just stick that in another machine, and you get that much credit. So I had a $100 voucher, and I went and sat directly next to him where there was, like, a jackpot of, like, 33 grand. <clears throat> Sat next to him, I accidentally hit like, uh, like it was a two cent bet, but I hit like the max bet. It was like a twelve dollar bet, and I hit it for like thirty eight bucks, like immediately. And then I I put the bet back down to like you know buck seventy six or whatever the weird. I they got the yeah. weirdest fucking denomination bets there. 
I saw it's, that there was never, one that's at like 176 a play yeah. times three. Yeah, that's what I was playing. I yeah. was like, why isn't this just a buck? Yeah. Or, you know, choose your how much you want to bet and then, you know, times two, times three, times five. I want to bet a dollar times two is two dollars. But they make it all fucking confusing. So you sit down right away and go, I don't know, this one. And all of a sudden you made a $25 bet you didn't realize you wanted to. Right. And it's gone. Those fucking assholes. But, uh, and you also got to always check that. But it the, worked the in nominations my too. The yeah. one cent, two cent, and five cent. There, yeah, some of them had 10 cents. Oh, 10 cents. And that's okay, what yeah. I did. Okay. I did 10 cent and I did the regular, you know, not the lowest bet, but the second bet. Yeah. And it was like a $12 bet. And, but I won. Like, yeah, sometimes it pays in your <clears> favor, though. But I, you know, when I hit it, I'm like, I saw the, my $100 dropped to like, 78 bucks so no it was a 22 dollar bet if it dropped down to 78 bucks yeah so it was a 22 dollar <laughs> bet but i won and i only won 38 so that must have been not very much but immediately i was like what the fuck and i went back into the menu to change the bet down from 10 to two cents yeah Oh, but then I ended up winning the bonus and uh, cashing out there for two fifty. And then I ran the fuck out of there because I was like, "This is good enough, good enough for me." <clears throat> Not so much for all of you guys. <laughs> no, uh, we uh, well, there was one machine. This is where I really got irritated. So I was on this one machine, and I think it was betting. I think it was three twenty-five a spin. Anyway, so it was like 325 a spin, and I'm playing, and then I hit the bonus. And what happened for the bonus, or not, it was like a random jackpot, so kind of like how a lot of the machines have bars. telling me this. But anyway, so... So the wheel spin. So instead of like the wheel, like it would be like a wheel of fortune wheel, the wheel was actually one of those... the price is right wheel. You're right. So anyway, uh, I spin it and it spins around and then it goes uh, like it has a grand, major, minor, uh, yep, all the jackpots. And then it's got these things, $25 plus extra spin, $50 plus extra yeah, spin. All sorts of extra bonuses. Yeah. So anyway, it spins and it ends up on the $50 <clears throat> plus extra spin. I'm like, sweet. So I go so and I spin it again and the, the arrow it starts, you know, it's going around, going around, and it starts slowing down, and I'm like, holy shit. Anyway, there was um, uh, the major jackpot was on the bottom, and the grand was right above it, and it was making its way towards it. And as it got really slow, I'm like, holy shit, it's going to hit either the major or the minor, and the major was like at 11.50, mm-hmm. and the uh, the grand was like at like probably like 15,000, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It starts going really, really slow, and I'm like, holy shit, it's going to stop at one of them. You already know. And right at the last second, it's like kind of like stop, and then it yeah, and it went right it, above the grand. It does like grand. a retraction, like yes. two spots before it stopped. It's like a like a rubber band effect where, you know, after you snap a rubber band, it comes back at you. So it's like just about to stop on the grand, and then it like goes back two spots, and you're like, you fucking piece of shit. Yep. Because you know if it would have went past the grand, it wouldn't do that. No. It would give you the 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah, it's... Uh, so it ended up hitting the mini at like $13. That's what uh, the casinos do. They get you get you riled up. 
they were make making money. They're making make, money this weekend. Well, with the yeah, Packer. we had the Packer home game today, so yeah, that place was packed. Plus the wedding, and I think there was another there, wedding. There was another wedding. Yep. Yeah, that place. I walked in at first, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" I'm not because usually, like, when I'm in an actual casino, I like to go play like three card poker or something. But all the table games were filled. Like, wasn't a, there were people waiting to take other people's seats? I'm like, "Fuck this." Some interesting things, but I always see it. I always like to admire. I wouldn't say admire. Kind of like the uh, casino watcher. Uh, and one of the uh, you mean like slot an machines. employee or just a guy who walks no, around? No, just just uh, yeah, people. No, like people who are like at the casino. You like watch them. Like, yep, this is exactly who you would think would be at a casino. Oh yeah. So oh, like- there was one guy. He was at a machine. I was walking past him, and I could have swore I saw him sleeping at one of the machines. Yep. He's got a bush light can in front of him, and he's holding it, and his head was down. And I'm like, well, maybe he's just like... So I like went back around, and I'm like, that son of a bitch is sleeping. Yeah. Look homeless. You know, I'm not, not judging. But anyway, so then there was that one. And then you get the ones who are the old people who like sit right in the middle of the aisle yep. and cannot move, and they don't get out of the way. Way. like they won't they'll see you and they're like nah. you know i'm not or guess who's built like a lineman and shoves those motherfuckers chairs right. swivels them right around this guy because yep. i don't give a fuck what your age is or else you get the ones then too that will if you're on a machine and they'll just like stand right behind they'll, you and yeah, they'll, they'll wait hover, for you yeah, they'll wait for you. you to get off that machine then as soon as you leave they'll go and you know yeah. jump right in um and then the last one was i was outside and this guy comes out and he's like bitching. He's like, fuck this place. This place just took me for $14,000. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> when did you realize and think to yourself that maybe you should have quit before the $14,000? Like, if you're lucky enough to have $14,000 on you, hey, don't give it away, fuckface. <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus Christ. He was all pissed off. He's walking out of there. He's like, fuck this place. Fuck them. They talk 14,000. It's like, um, that's not their fault. <laughs> I don't know. That must be like the place for black dudes to take their girlfriends. Oh, yes, you read. Be- and for like five foot nothing black dudes. Yep. I saw four of the. I th- I'm like, oh, I just seen him over there. But then I looked behind me and that guy was still there. And I'm like, oh, you're like a type. Like a short black dude takes their girlfriend to the casino on Saturday nights because I didn't see any other grown-ass black dudes playing slots or table games. One guy, but he was older and he was by himself. But Dave and Buster's if you're in Milwaukee and the casino if you're in Green Bay. That's that's where you take your date. That's where you take Five your date. Five foot, nothing yep. black dude. And, and they have a very specific outfit. Yes. There's the track pants, white t-shirt, gold chain, hat. Yes. So, very, uh, very maybe, easy Well, they're spot. probably dressed like the pimp. No. I pimps mean, don't like dress a, like that. I know pimps don't dress, but maybe you the, Green Bay, the really, Green Bay, the really Green Bay pimps f- Well, then they like then he'd have like a like a gold necklace with like some green emeralds in it or something because it's Green Bay. Man, are you the Ashland <laughs> Avenue pimp? <laughs> No man, I'm a they don't Broadway wear white T-shirts. <laughs> I'm yeah, a Broadway so, pimp, and not not like a like a New Era hat, or it have like a fedora or something. Yeah, one of they the, aren't that expensive. One of the and cool if you got th- fourteen grand, yeah. Uh, one of the cool things that um, so the bride 
Uh, by the way, congratulations to Co- our friends. Colin and Lizzie. Yes. Congratulations. That was an awesome wedding. That actually. was fun. It was exactly. I didn't even want to go at first because I had, like, during the day, I don't know, I, I was just feeling mopey or fucking anxiety because I hate crowds. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Dude, it was crippling. I was just like, I just want to wrap myself in a blanket, stay home all day. <laughs> nobody, nobody will even know. And then you're going to send out snaps. Look at me, I'm a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, then you're like, come on, I need to ride. Well, you didn't say it like that, but I was like, all right, I'll go. I'm glad I did because I got 500 bucks and it wasn't that bad See? of a time. But there was still like way too many people around that I didn't know and felt like they're well you got, you were kind of mad because you were like we we're on our way there and you're like god damn it I forgot my gummies it would have made oh, yeah. it a lot would have been a lot better if I would have had right. a gummy in me like would have eased my anxiety but uh no I stuck her out and uh sober October is here so I only had but I did give a I allowed one cheat day for the wedding but I only had like I had two drinks, which one of them, the bartender, fucked up. I asked for a... Here's what I did. I'm like... Because I, I was ordering, and then you're like, hey, grab me a Captain and Diet Coke. I'm like, okay. So I'm as I'm saying, I'm like, can I get a Jameson and water for me? And then as she's walking away, you said that. I'm like, and can I get a Captain and Diet Coke? She pours the fucking Jameson in my glass and pours Diet Coke over the top of it. And then mixes yours with regular Coke. And I'm just like, ah, there's too many people in line for me to argue about this. Right. I'm just giving her the money and getting the fuck out of here. She screwed up uh, the first time then, too. Or uh, the second time I went and got a drink. She screwed up. Um, I asked for her then again, Captain Diet Coke. And uh, she uh, grabbed the glass, poured the Captain in it, put it off to the side, and started waiting on other people. And she just like looked at me and she goes, Oh, that's right. You were the captain guy. <laughs> I sure was. And she goes, and she goes stick- yeah, your, your drink's right here. Yeah, with nothing except yeah. for the captain and the ice and the glass. Yeah. <laughs> she, maybe she was high as fuck. The next you should have asked her. Maybe. Yeah, maybe she had some gummies on her. But uh, next time I went up there, I'm like, just give me a double shot of Jameson in this glass. Yeah. She's like, that's it? On the rocks? I'm like, yep. I can get water by the table. <laughs> <laughs> Because that Jameson Diet Coke is not a good drink, no. I tell you. But I sucked it down. And then I felt weird not having a drink in my hand after dinner walking around. So I just you grabbed, grabbed a beer. beer that I sipped on. Like, not even... I don't think I even finished it. I don't, I, I don't believe you did. I don't know. <clears throat> like, tap beer. I just... It, tap beer, I had two. And that was it. I don't know. Some I, I don't mind tap beer. <clears throat> but that's usually... Because I'm like, oh, tap beer, and I'm going to get hammered because I can slam tap beer, like, right. fast. So, like, at our birthday party, I slammed tap beer. I didn't even drink. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't know. It's just probably the... <clears throat> the uh, Tastes flat Carbonated, yeah. Well, I don't like it. Like, sometimes I don't like over-carbonated, like, in a can or... Especially, like, at a noon, like, right now, to crack a beer open out of a can, it just doesn't taste good to me. But a draft beer does. And if you get a good place, like, you know, one of those bars that has, like, a shit ton of taps yep. that know what they're doing and have the temperature regulated correctly and uh, no air in the lines to fuck up the head on the foam on the top, 
I love a good fucking draft beer. Like, remember uh, Tilted Kilt? Yes. I, I, we, God damn. We've had so many discussions about this, how you were so mad that it left. I was only able to go there twice, and it was uh, two years in a row, me and my buddy Sean went to watch uh, March Madness there. Took off work and just went for a day, and oh, the scenery. But uh, yeah, then they closed it down. It's like, you motherfuckers can't give us nothing nice. You shut down the Hooters, took away our tilted kilt. What am I supposed to do? Go to fucking Oval Office? They're not open at noon to watch basketball games. There are some strip clubs that actually have yeah, brunch, Vegas. With the, uh, brunch with the strippers. Yeah, I would definitely do that if I lived in like Vegas. You're sitting or there right on the stage, and you're like, "These pancakes are amazing." <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have them in gluten free? God. <laughs> Just a big plate of bacon because I'm on the yeah. carnivore diet. <laughs> be like, <laughs> be like, luscious. Get the fuck out of the way. I'm trying to watch. Clemson's gonna make this basket. <laughs> how the game ends up going is how it determines how much you're going to give the stripper then yeah well yeah if you're betting on the games it depends you know they're cheering right along they're like who'd you pick <laughs> like all right come on clubs and you motherfuckers <laughs> so, so he could tip me more bring back on trinity she was the one the reason that they were up scoring yeah be like <laughs> Get a Tiffany back on stage. They were winning when she was on stage. We were talking There'd last. Be so much fucking uh, superstitious bullshit yeah. going on. Well, I actually on our drive home last day we were talking. There should be a stripper called Opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> when opportunity knocks, <laughs> I fucking answer. <laughs> uh, another cool thing about the wedding though is like after the ceremony and all that, they went and got pictures taken at Lambeau Field and. They were in the middle of getting their uh, wedding pictures done, and a guy comes up and goes, you know who I am? And here, it was Don the Magic Mikowski. Holy shit. Mom, so, so, yeah, does so he, he took, still rock the mullet? Uh, no, so Trevor, <laughs> it's so funny. Trevor didn't even notice him at first, and he says, all of a sudden, the guy goes, do you know who I am? And Trevor goes, holy shit, it's the Magic Man. <laughs> <laughs> and so he ended up taking a picture with the wedding couple then, too. There's a, you know, oh, I didn't see that. You know, they, didn't po- they didn't put it. It was from the photographer. So. Oh, so we So once wait. the photographer, yeah, uh, said it was pretty cool. He just sat there and said. How does Trevor not pull out his phone and take a selfie with the Magic that's Man? That's what I thought, too. I, I said, what, you so starstruck or what? He was. He's like, it's a magic man. He's back. By the way, one of the better best man speeches I've heard ever. He did a hell of a job, Trev. Yes, you did. But after we were done eating, like I seen him start walking to me and I stood up and he's like, no, for real, was it a good speech? I'm like, no, it was funny, dude. He's like, oh, God, that makes me feel better. Because he's like, you know comedy. He said he was nervous. Yeah. He says, I was looking at everybody, and he's like, "Ah." he's like, like, yeah, after his first, he cracked one line, and a couple people laughed. He's like, all right, I'm going for it. Yep. (laughs) He did good. He did. That was awesome. Uh, And then me and Cookie took bets at the table with the... (laughs) The maid this of was honor was going to cry during her speech, and I, oh, you and I thought Cookie, for sure she was going to cry. You, yeah, you and Cookie were laying my And dollars. she said, she said, she's like, I can't look at you or I'm going to cry. I'm like, that's close enough. And Cookie's like, no, no, she has to break while she's on microphone <laughs> or have to go like this, and like then, put her hand over her mouth while she takes the microphone away to cry. And then Tony wanted in. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell it 
but it's always a good wedding when the yeah. entire Homan clan's there. Yes. Jesus Christ. Dance floor was getting ripped up. You were out there for Piano Man? Well, I got dragged out there by the mother. Well, still. And she molested me. You were looking at you were looking at the scenery there. Oh my goodness, there was a couple of girls there where I was just like I will hand over my checking account. How did you say it last night that there was one you were you were just amazing. Oh, she was yeah, she it was like the Chappelle show. She she was a bridesmaid. She had a very nice rack. I mean, anybody would say that. It was just it was it was it was you know how like you people look at art and go wow that Van Gogh painting yeah you sit there in <laughs> awe of it like this wasn't a, I wasn't sitting there like oogling a woman being like oh yeah look check out them tits I was just staring like <laughs> oh my god those are those are quite amazing so, but I was also like come on titty pop out because she was b- bouncing up and down like crazy but then i was like i'd be kind of scared to like a Chappelle show where if a tit did pop out i'd be like holy fuck did i do that with my mind <laughs> like come on titty <clears throat> but no it didn't happen and i only you didn't i didn't stare i just sort of glanced right. every now and again because it was hard not to pick that out of the crowd yeah uh but there were a couple other women scantily clad. Yes, there were. Very good looking. So um, props to all you ladies bearing the skin in October. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, I, on our way home then, I told BD, I says, so what do we rate this dinner? Oh, yeah. We were going <laughs> to have, we were going to start having like a, a wedding <laughs> crashers uh, uh uh, wedding meal review. Like yeah, a we're just gonna crash <laughs> weddings for the meal and leave. Yeah, be like, <laughs> oh, the tips were soaked and uh, the chicken was a little dry. Uh, so it was six and a half. So we, uh, yeah, so we gave our and your review on the meal. Yeah, it was. I had well, I grabbed a leg and a. It was standard wedding meal, chicken and tips with you yeah. know, mashed potato banquet meal. We're gonna have the same meal at the sportsman's club yeah. in a couple days. Uh, you know, stuffing mashed potatoes, beans, uh, chicken and tips. Yeah. And I mean the chicken, like the I, I grabbed a leg and a breast, the breast was pretty damn dry. It's a good yes, thing they had gravy was. on the table. And then the tips were just like soaked in it was like a soup. Yeah, it was. It was very soupy. Yeah, it was like they just took a chuck beef chuck and cubed it up and then put it in a slow cooker with gravy that's what it tasted like well even the stuffing and the mashed potatoes seemed like it was soupy it was very thin yeah well yeah they're probably trying to (laughs) (laughs) inflation man they're trying to hey put some more water put some more water on it yeah it's kind of like the milk thing we're out of milk put some water on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) better put some water on that damn shit uh so I mean, it was, it was all right. The yeah. little dessert things were really good on the... Oh, yeah. You there was had... a little plate of, like, fingerling bar. There was lemon bars and, like, chocolate, German chocolate cake or something. Okay, yep. And, uh, yeah, those are tasty. But uh, I'd give it a six and a half, probably. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say six. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, uh, wasn't the best. So if you had to say, oh, one of our buddies be... just uh, yeah, did you stab me? And he said, made out like a bandit. He just got a fistful of hundreds. Uh, 
What would you say out of all the weddings you've been to, what was probably the best meal you've ever had? Um, that's pretty easy for me. I went to a buddy's down in Madison. I stood up for his wedding. Oh, I want to say eight years ago, maybe. Okay. Maybe ten years ago. But they had like one of those where you have to select what you want. Yep. On the RSVP. And the choices were like steak, salmon, or like a chicken piccata or something. So I got the salmon, uh, and it was fucking amazing. And then like all the little sides were like they had a twice baked loaded potato and like a, what do they call that mushroom risotto? Yes. Holy shit! It was a pretty damn good meal and then like <laughs> they brought like individual desserts around and there was rose petals on it it was a fancy fucking meal but it was also delicious so that's probably the best one was in uh I'm trying to think it was like uh, the uh on the on the square in uh madison the capital square okay it was in that uh best western convention center oh was it okay I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain. Be- yeah, because I had the hotel room upstairs, so <clears throat> I just took the elevator to the, my room afterwards when I was hammered. <laughs> so that was the best one I ever been to for a meal. It was also a very good wedding. So, but yeah, what about you? Uh, mine actually. So you remember the Brett Favre Steakhouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a brief moment. Yeah. So my cousin, probably about 13, maybe 14, maybe 15 years ago. Anyway, they had their wedding there. And talk about the enormous amount of different varieties that they put out for the uh, the table. So you have tips, you had chicken, then you also had brisket. Holy smokes. And spaghetti and meatballs. Huh. So and it was like the buffet at... Yeah. Uh, at- Carolina. And then you had a salad, and they came with the salad bowl. So you had salad bowl to start out with, or the salad. Mm-hmm. And then it, they just put it in a big, huge bowl, and then you pass it around everybody. <laughs> they just wheeled in a trough, and everybody just <laughs> yeah, ate out of it. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I can remember. It was one big, famous bowl from Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, talk about the uh, the, the variety. And, I mean... You wouldn't think spaghetti and meatballs at a wedding would have been, but holy shit, yeah, was it fantastic? Because right? it was the big meatballs, too. Yeah, and if they, like, butter the noodles and everything, yep. yeah, that could be pretty goddamn good. Yes. Comes to the point, then, where you're, all of a sudden you eat too much, and I you're like, I don't want to drink oh, anymore. Yeah, that, as we were leaving, Colin's like, hey, they had, like, pizza. Yeah, I saw the pizza. And it was, like, Detroit-style pizza. It looked really good, but he's like, oh, grab some pizza out of the way. I'm like, dude, I'm about to burst. I can't. I can't fit anymore in this yeah. gut. Um, and I'm a big boy, so they had a uh, everybody got full. That's for sure. Um, My DJ did a really great job. Yeah, you did some announcing for the grand march when yep. they came in, and then you were done. It was party time. Yep. Uh, but all in all, one of the best weddings I've been to, and especially like where it's like that kind of group. I yeah, mean, everybody had fun. Like you said, though, everybody was. I, I we I thought about this constant migration right. from the casino. I thought back about to the this. Wedding. So like, if it would have been at a different venue, like because I think they probably had what maybe three hundred people there. 
I would say maybe Let's see, 350. 10, 10 people to a table, and there was probably... 30 tables? Yeah, yeah. there was easily 30 tables. So you beat... Yeah, there was probably 30 tables. So yeah, 300. So Plus the wedding party. Right. And then you think about it, so let's just take half of those people throughout the night that were going into the casino. Yeah. And the other half were in the banquet. Uh, I always say to myself, like, if you were to have it, like, at just a banquet hall, like, let's just say Rock Gardens or something like that. Or where we're going to be next week in Shano at the At the gathering. gathering. Right. Like, you have all those people. <laughs> Could you imagine how crazy? Because, like, obviously the one thing that sucks about that place, though, is the bars yeah, and the banquet it's not halls. an actual bar. And the people, no. you would think for as many weddings <laughs> as they host, that they would know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I was, who the fuck? Oh, uh, our friend Ashley and Josh just got married. Uh, Ashley went up there to get a whiskey old-fashioned. And they fucking use Jack Daniels for the whiskey. And she's like, holy shit, I can't finish this. She's like, who the fuck uses like straight Kentucky yeah. bourbon in an old-fashioned? I mean, granted, this is Wisconsin and everybody else in the country would make it probably that way. But not here. No, it's, it's, it, We're poor. It's fucking Kessler's, Bitter's, old-fashioned mix, and 7-Up. Yeah. It's not that hard. But uh, that one Indian dude, he, he was confused as all hell because uh, one of the other guys like, I went up there and asked for a Mount Royal Light Diet Sundrop, and he gave me a can of Diet Sundrop and a Miller Light. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, he's like, no, Mount Royal Light is a whiskey. It's right there. <laughs> he's like, now mix those two. <laughs> yeah. Maybe both of those bartenders were high because they, yeah, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So to have an actual bar at your venue is uh, much better because yes. bartenders, no, chances are you're getting a bartender, bartender, not just like a casino employee where the manager goes, shit, we need bartenders, you and you, go. You know. Do you know how to bartend? Yeah. Well, I did fix. I did put the new uh, the new uh, gas line of the uh, fountain machine on. <laughs> Perfect. Now, what about you? I bought a twelve pack of Bush Light once. <laughs> Perfect. You're in. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. But it seems like every wedding I go to, where it's like those mobile uh, bars. Yeah. Yep. That's what you get. You get a bartender that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Like unless you're asking for a beer or a soda. They don't know how to mix drinks. No, nope. I don't know what it is, but they should go through some sort of cocktail school for a minute or two, or even YouTube. YouTube on, <laughs> or just talk, <laughs> or just like send them for one day to a local dive bar tavern. Yeah, for their job, be like, all right, field trip day. Kind of like what I'm John set. Taffer would always do when uh, they were in the middle of remodeling the bar. He's like, we're gonna have an offsite training at another bar. Yeah, you know, it, I never watched that show, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. But just be like, all right, I'm going to send you over to Double Vision. <laughs> Lynn's going to show you what's up. <laughs> uh, we don't we don't use... Um, we don't have rumblements here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't have balls in our pores. Uh, we just fill it up till... This is all eye level, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Yeah, I call it three. <laughs> Also, you look at the glass, you're like, the damn thing's full. Oh, here, here's a can of Sprite then. Drink that. 
Did I say our what buddy air? Yeah, yeah. I talked about that. Yeah. But I don't know if I said later in the night he sent a snap yes. to our group. Uh, he won a jackpot for like over twenty eight hundred dollars. And we're like, you motherfucker. He kept getting a lot of the bonuses, but when I was over by him and he was playing the 007 game, he was getting bonus after bonus, and he was betting like probably, I want to say it was like $10 a spin. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, a high, big, higher yeah. roller than most of us. Uh, but he was getting bonus after bonus, and it was paying shit. Oh, I didn't say after I won that 250 on our way out after we hugged everybody goodbye and we were heading towards the parking, parking ramp. ramp. Like... You were looking for like Josh and Tony to say goodbye, and I was I lost you, and I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna go towards the elevators, and I'll pick a machine to sit at till I. So I picked this like piggy bank machine, and I hit like twice. I hit the mini on it like within five minutes, and I kept getting like six dollars here, twelve dollars here, and all of a sudden I hit the bonus while you were sitting next to me. Yep. And hit for like three hundred and thirty-eight dollars, and then I was trying to play it down to three hundred, and I kept winning between like three twenty and three fifty, but it wouldn't go past three fifty. So, because I was like, all right, if I get up to three fifty again, I'm gonna cash out. But never got there. Kept fucking with me, and then I'd get down to like my last spin, and oh, twelve dollar win or twenty four dollar <laughs> win. I'm like, you motherfucker! I was about to cash out. Get the fuck out of here. But finally, that stupid, every time you'd spin, like if you got a coin on the screen, it would fill up this piggy bank and it would get bigger and bigger and bigger until it explodes. And that's when you get like a a side bonus. And that thing was ready to burst. But I knew, I know how machines go. Like it sees what. It's the eye of the appeal. Yeah. The appeal of the eye, you know. It saw that I was getting down to 300. It was either going to give it to me before. I got close, like at 305 or 312, what it gave it to me, but it wouldn't let me, you know, it would have, I would have had to go down to like 250 before that thing would have burst. Right. And then it probably would have only gave me 50 bucks back to 300 if I was lucky. So I knew the game and I wanted to get the fuck out of there with my money. So I just cashed over 300 for a total of 500 bucks in winnings. There you go. Hey, hey. Good job. And you were all excited <clears throat> because you're like, I got money now to spend. Spent uh, at the Sportsman Banquet. Yeah, that's it because uh, I'm on Sober October now that the wedding's over. Yep. So if anybody wants to join in this misery, um, <laughs> I did allow one. Well, no, I'm not going to drink at the banquet, but off my carnivore diet, I'm going to eat all the vittles at the fucking Zaco Sportsman's Bank because they usually put on good yes, they do. chicken and tips. So... Um, I'll eat. Well, I guess I could just eat chicken and tips the whole time and not any mashed potatoes or shit. We'll give our review on that next <clears> week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it compares. See how it compares to the Oneida. We'll call this we'll call this uh episode Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Hey, if you feel like hey, if you got a wedding coming up and uh you don't have us on your list, just have us for the dinner. Yeah, and you don't we'll have to send it. us an invite yeah. or nothing, just uh p- put something in our DMs be like the dinner's at this time, so an hour later, people, you could just slip in and we'll give you one of our names and be like, oh, I know uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like, He's a friend of mine. I used to work with him at the Foundry. He never worked at the Foundry. Yeah. Oh, hey, I see somebody else I recognize. I'll be right back. <laughs> just keep going around. 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not going to rate your wedding. We're just rating the food at your wedding. Oh, then we have to actually slip in for the dinner. Yeah. They'll have to have two empty seats. Oh, we should sit at, we should find an empty seat. Because there's people that skip a wedding. Like, at our table, there was one missing chair, right? Oh, there, yeah, there was a whole front <clears throat> table that actually did not have anybody on there. Oh, could right you imagine, by the head table. Could you imagine if we went to a wedding where we didn't know, like, they're all Korean, and we just... <laughs> We go to we sit at an empty table at the front. Oh. Be like, who are these two white boys? Oh, Pingao? Yeah, I know him. We worked at IBM together. Yeah. I was a tech. <laughs> Me and Ken. It, I like it would be kinda of like one of those things like where you go to a uh, a sporting event. Okay, let's say you have nosebleed seats and throughout the time you're like walking down by the main concourse, the field level, and you see all these open all these open seats, and you're like, ah, I'm gonna go sit down there. Yeah, and then eventually you get kicked out because yeah. they came late. But yeah. <laughs> Or they like whatever you just sit there and you eye up and that would kind of be like that at a wedding. You just you look through the doors, you see some open seating, you're like, Well, the meal's starting, nobody's there, let's go. Yeah, it's not like they have a bouncer to go into the, the wedding. There's just a sign that says this yeah. guy and this gal. Or maybe this guy and this guy or this gal and this gal. We should go hit up a lesbian wedding. We could fit in. Right? I'd be like, yeah. They probably have like Lilith Fair kind of music playing. Oh, you could, yeah, you could go uh, shout some DJ tips. I could. Be like, dude, have you played? Uh, <laughs> you know, I know what I could do. I could be like, uh, Melissa Etheridge. We'll yet? be all like dressed up, and I'll be like, I'm with the International DJ Association. International. Yeah, international. <laughs> yeah, I do shows in Prague and <laughs> Egypt, Cairo. And then I'll just like let the DJs know that there is a, a <laughs> big sting operation with other DJs <laughs> to let them know uh, what to look for. Sting operation? For what? Unsolicited music? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Bob, does Bobby Brown know that you're playing that right now? <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. No, Whitney, Whitney is. is. That oh, that reminds me of that meme that had like a newspaper headline that said, uh, "Bobby Brown beats Whitney Houston to death." <laughs> <laughs> or when, no, Whitney Houston beats Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown to death. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oops. <laughs> but yeah, great wedding, and uh, yeah, now we got to look forward to the. Zako Sportsman's Banquet. Yep. You don't get you got one more wedding yet this year for DJing? Uh until like you got one or two in December or something? I have uh, I have one in October and I believe another one in November. Or maybe just in October. I don't know. I have to look at my calendar. Because it's all like now once it hits fall and winter, it's a lot more dwindling bar. down. Yeah, it's a lot more bar. I tell you what, those guys were sweating their asses off even in October. Yes. Because it was 70 degrees It was out. a beautiful day for a wedding. You know, they always say. Not for the dudes in those wow. wool suits. No. Well, I mean, it was the sun that made it hot. <laughs> it wasn't so much the heat as it was the gosh, gosh darn, darn humidity. humidity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but still, if I ever had a wedding, I'd have it like first week of November. <laughs> well, it's kind of like one of those things now where. Girls can be cold. I don't give a shit. It almost would seem I'm not like sweating my balls off. This this past Saturday would probably have been the last best day probably of the year, all the way up until probably spring because what hit like seventy three or seventy two and now next week 
going all the way down to 50 as a high. Yeah, that's when I would have a wedding just so the guys don't fucking pass out from heat exhaustion in those goddamn suits. Well, it's not the heat exhaustion, it's the dehydration from all the alcohol the night before. Well, yeah, and the alcohol that you're consuming <laughs> that day. By the way, I, I uh, talked to Jake this morning. Uh, him and his wife, you know, they went on the uh, Good Vibes Brewer bus and just, you know. Oh, yeah, this past Friday yeah. night, uh, our local tavern had a, they won tickets from the game for Tavern of the Game, yep. Good Vibes, Bar and Grill, and they had a Brewer bus, but uh, yeah, it was the Friday before this wedding, so me and Hollow are like, no. No. But Jake went on that bus, yeah, right? Yeah, he went on that bus, and uh, his wife did. Well, then they were at the wedding again last night, and he was giving her, and I'm like, oh, two days in a row. And uh, he uh, he sent a snap. I don't know if you got two of uh, his uh, kid ran around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, I got that this morning. Yeah, and I sent a snap, a snap message back to him. I go, Look at, I said, look at your wife. She looks like, you know, like the past two days have been a little rough for her. I'm like, quitter. I'm like, get back on the horse. It's a Packer game today. And what is, did you get the one where he now he's at good vibes with a Bloody Mary? Oh, I didn't oh, check him yet. Yeah, he's at good vibes. And he's like, whole noon or whole slate of noon games <laughs> with a bloody. New, new day, new me. <laughs> oh, yep. There I got it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I had. I'm getting too old for that shit to go on benders. I just don't like it anymore. Maybe that's why I'm doing Sober October. Actually, I don't drink like I used to at all. Like, I mean... Well, you were drinking pretty good on Sunday. You had those Jamesons. Jameson Orange. Oh, those mules? Yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't, like, blackout drunk. No. I haven't been blackout drunk probably since our birthday party. But even then, I remember most of it. Right. Um... Well, so anyway, so yeah, last Sunday after we got done with the podcast, we went to 117 for the game. And, uh, you know, what what did they have? They had uh, baked potato Oh, a loaded bar. baked potato bar. Yeah. So I got in the, you know, they were just regular smaller baked potatoes, so I grabbed two of them. And, yeah, she had like... Uh, she had like ground beef, but then like one was like taco meat. Okay. And... Then, like, barbecue pulled pork. So I put the taco meat and the pulled pork on. And then, like, nacho cheese. There was, like, three different types of melted cheese. So I think one was, like, gouda. So I poured that over. And then, like, nacho cheese over the top of that. And then some chives and sour cream. Oh, my God. Oh, and bacon bits, too. Yeah, that was fucking delicious. It looked like it was really good. Uh, I won't be able to have that for quite a while. That's why I'm not going to 117 today because I got a nacho <laughs> bar and I'd fucking fill my fat face with chips and cheese. Yep. That's what uh, I'm going to do. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so we were all out and I only had what? We only had what? Two shots? I think it was or three? Where? When? At 117. Packers only scored. Oh, for scoring? Packers yeah. only scored twice. Yeah. Touchdown. So yeah, I only had two shots, but I probably had six or seven mules. Right, and then like, because I got the penalty flag and I tried chugging it. Yeah, and, but then I got another penalty right away. So I'm like, oh, it's a good thing that I probably didn't uh, get two, three drinks because I've been chugging mules. Yeah, and so then I ended up only having like probably only four or five beers the whole game. Mm-hmm. I tried. I had drinking a bloody because I had a bloody first, and then I went and I went to beer. Then right after, so a bloody and five beers, we'll say. And two or three shots. Yeah, I had a bloody and a 
a bottle of beer, but I just couldn't. I had to choke down the beer, so I was like, yeah. I got to switch to a mixer. And then they had that Jameson Orange on special. And if you ordered it in a mule, it was only four bucks. So I started drinking them fucking things. Yeah. Oh, it was good. But uh, so then I went out for breakfast that morning or next last Sunday morning. I went out for breakfast and I was planning on then eating at one seventeen during the game. Well, that never happened. So then anyway, with the game, you got didn't have done. a baked potato. No. So you the game got on. done, and I mean I wasn't hammered or nothing. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go because I think I left like maybe a little bit before seven. Yeah. And uh, so I go home. I get home and I'm sitting on the couch. And next thing you know, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Really? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, do I have to throw up? (laughs) You know how you get like that wet mouth? Yeah. Your mouth starts watering. Yep. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit. Don't even tell me. I go to the bathroom. I throw up. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, um... What the hell is that all about? So I'm like, I looked at the, I looked at my watch. It was like quarter after seven. I'm like, I'm going to bed. Did you feel better though? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I passed out then. Oh. <laughs> so then here's the weird thing. I'm like, how in the hell did that happen? Anyway, so did I passed Robert out. Did Robert slip you a gummy? I, I don't know. <laughs> no. So I, you would, you yeah, would, you would recognize. Some I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't have went to bed. Uh, but anyway, so then I pass out. I wake up or I. At like around two o'clock in the morning, I start having a dream that I piss my pants. <laughs> anyway, I wake up from the dream and I go like, "Holy shit, I gotta piss!" Oh yeah, I do that every yeah. night. But then I get, you know, I get back in bed. Before I went back in bed, I turned the lights back on to make sure I did not piss the bed. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't. But I, dude, I have a, like every other night I'll have because I get up to piss at least once in the middle of the night every yep. night. But I'll in in a dream I'll be like pissing in a dream yep and i'll be like uh-oh and then I'll, I'll wake up and i haven't like pissed the bed or anything but i have to piss really bad that but yeah that happens to me all the time but it's almost a thing now that where i realize in a in a dream that i'm dreaming about taking a piss that i'm like oh guess what you're dreaming and sometimes that can lead into a lucid dream but then you still have to piss, so you still have to wake up. So you're like, God damn it. So you try holding your piss in the dream and in real life just because you're in a dream that you can now control. Yep. But you're like, oh, I'm going to piss the bed. Wake up, wake up. And then, <laughs> and then you wake up. And you're like, oh, did I piss myself? No. Oh, i got to go to the bathroom. Then you jump back in bed and try to get back into that dream, and it never fucking happens because it's usually awesome. <laughs> you bring a girl home who we've never met before yeah. and all of a sudden you really do piss a bed. This doesn't always happen. This doesn't happen. This is the opposite <laughs> of what happens. This is usually I'm pissing in the dream. <laughs> then she's into it and you're like, ugh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> piss on me. <laughs> Give me a golden shower. <laughs> My favorite artist of all times, R. Kelly. Ugh, gross. My mind's telling me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oy. What a weirdo. Yeah. I don't even know where we go from here. Oh, hey, uh, did you happen to see it all? So it's like gone viral like crazy. I think it happened last weekend. I want to say, talk about if you've ever saw a bunch of white rednecks get angry at another white man. For what? At a bass fishing tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, was this the walleye? Yeah, where the guy had the eight-pound weights, whatever, in yeah. the walleye. 
Well, they were I watched. Re- yeah. I finally watched the whole thing. Like I they just had saw clips. the headline. I didn't yeah. see any video. I seen clips, whatever, and they would just show. Uh, so I watched the whole. Like it was like a twelve-minute video. Yeah. And the guys were getting their, you know, fish weighed. Booyaka. <laughs> Six one nine. Uh, so anyway, yeah, they were getting their fish weighed. And it turns out that they were dominating like the old record by like like fourteen. But pounds. they had won the year before too. Yeah. So they were cheating the whole time. Yeah. And, and so finally, they decided that it would look kind of odd that they were winning and by so much. Like, and so one of the well, and then it's like, what are these walleyes made out of concrete? Because I got you know there were other guys that had uh, at least the story I read had the equivalent like size and yep. but they outweighed him by like four pounds yeah and i was like okay so yeah they went and they they opened up the walleyes and there was the, these these ball weights that were yeah. in there and big lead weights it was so funny it the the guy who uh caught or that was opening up the walleyes and was pulling out all the weights he kind of looked like uh like a WWE or AEW referee. What the fuck? Get out of here! And then yeah. a bunch of white rednecks all crowded around like the KK clan was coming around. They were about to lynch these two guys. If you watch it and the guy's just sitting there taking it and all you hear is, you know, fuck you, fuck you, I'll kick your fucking ass. And I'm like, oh, shit, here it goes. Well, it's like <laughs> those tournaments, like you have to pay to get in those tournaments, yeah. right? And... Unless you come in the first three spots, you get nothing. No. So, I mean, they fucked how many people and how many other tournaments were they in where they'd done the same shit? And, oh, yeah, we're great fishermen. It's like, no, you're cheating fucks. Yeah. Um, That happened to in a – me and my buddy Ben were in a ice fishing derby in – up by River Falls, Somerset. Uh, they have like a, a 4-H or something, some youth, uh, youth organization. Yeah. Had a, have a fishing derby every year. And the prize is a full size pickup truck for the biggest fish. Is that the one where they, it's like, you have to pay like 500 a hole or a hundred a hole? No, 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 no. This is like, oh, is this a summer or 25 bucks a hole? Oh, okay. but there's, you know, there's literally like 500 people out there. Right. And then they do raffles and all sorts of shit on the ice and sell beers for three bucks a can. Well, back then, that was 10 years ago, that's probably five bucks a can now because it's like, you know, most of it's the donation for the club and then all the prizes and everything. Anyway, this fucking, if you saw a picture of the guy, you'd just be like, yeah, he's a criminal. But anyway, he had a Northern Pike in his pants leg that he like had on a line like attached to his knee or something so he stepped over the hole and then like dropped it dropped it but everybody was you're you're five feet away by people you're surrounded by people so uh they all just like yeah you you that you just cheated no, but he somehow it got through and he won. But then everybody like came forward, be like, "I saw him fucking put that Northern Pike down. He had it up his pants leg and he put it down the hole." And I mean, it was like a, a I don't want 
like a 30 inch northern and the next biggest fish was like a uh 14 inch bass i mean all the all the pike that were getting caught in that section of the lake were like 12 to 14 inches it was tiny but it went by weight so and when the guy won they're like oh what are you gonna do with this new truck oh, i'm gonna drive it like i stole it and he's like yeah you you did fucking <laughs> steal it you fucking cunt but then yeah there was an investigation then he admitted to it and yeah i don't know what happened to that derby if they still have it or not but i should talk to ben but they used to have one on pelican lake that somebody got caught cheating too um back in the day they don't do that one anymore because of that and because of the stupid lake association up there fucking cunts that was the best time ever you'd go up to pelican lake during the day because it'd be over by like three o'clock okay and then they'd do all the raffles afterwards so you'd be out of there by five and then you'd come back and stop at uh northern exposure um but now it's texas jays north that's it yep um and then play ship captain crew on the bar with the bartender and two of your buddies and take them for all their money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did that year. I literally won like 150 bucks off of playing ship captain crew. Really? And then like the strippers wouldn't play because I was killing them, but one stripper was... Uh... I'll take the money from the stripper. <clears throat> she, uh... Oh, that night, one of my... Hey, strip club stories. I haven't t- told this one. I was going to say, you haven't, you haven't told any strip club stories lately. Uh, they had a bullwhip on the wall, and one of my buddies was so hammered drunk. He's like, come on. There was only like us three and then two other old men yeah. in the place at the time, and there were three girls dancing. So everybody was getting attention like crazy because the old men down there were like barely coherent. Uh and when I say old men, I'm talking like 70 years old, not like we were like 25, 27 at yeah, the time. Yeah, so you're not thinking of like guys who are 35, 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, these guys had gray <laughs> hair, glasses, like drinking tap beer, old style probably. And so us three were getting all the touch, and we're in like ice fishing bibs, <laughs> you know, because we didn't bring a separate set of pants. What are you trying to do, hide your pike in your pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually, I did bring a pair of jeans. Um, I remember this because I was sitting like, you know, sort of sideways. So my right arm was on the bar and cause I was looking down the bar at my other two buddies shaking dice and she just came up and put her hand right cupped right underneath my balls. And I was like, Oh, hello. Hi. I suppose you want a tip. Please don't squeeze. Uh, <laughs> uh but then my other buddy, I drank a half a bottle of Seagram 7 after drinking like a 12-pack of Bush Light mm-hmm. on the lake. And I drank them out of Seagram 7. Because that's back when I was drinking 7 and 7s. Wow. Yeah. And it was a 175 bottle. Because then I got my last drink and he went to look. He's like, you just fucking drank me out of Seagram 7 on a, I think it was on a Saturday. Which is weird for a strip club to be that dead, but I think it was in February, so maybe we just got it on an off night. But anyway, my buddy was hammered, and there was a bullwhip on the, like, an eight-foot-long bullwhip. And he made one of the strippers fucking smack him, but she wouldn't do it too hard. But it still made a little sound. But he was so drunk, he didn't give a fuck. And 
it was our it was my buddy Brad, so that's very out of character for him. Yes. <laughs> I had to wake him up when we finally got back to his parents' place to be like, Brad, get up. He's like, What? You're home. My home? <laughs> yeah. And then we're drunkenly unloading his ice fishing sleds and gear into his garage at like three in the morning. Yeah. Ugh. I don't miss those days, but it's still a fun story to tell. I was just telling you, I told you this last night. Uh, so I watched that show called OP Live, which is on Patrol Live. Oh, it's like the live version of Cops? Yeah. And uh, so on Friday night, the cops had to go to, uh, they. Uh, it was spotted a, a, a man who was, uh, I don't know, should that be part of bad news? I what? mean, I don't know really the whole story behind nah, it. Just go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so this guy ended up having a domestic violence uh, warrant out for him, uh-huh. and the cops said that they he was spotted at this casino. So I'm like, huh. Well, anyway, the cops get out of the car. Man, remind you, this is all going on live. The cops get out of the car. They go into this building, and I'm like, well, that doesn't look like a casino. They walk in. This is in Florida, yes, by the way. in Florida, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, they walk not the in. the Hard Rock Cafe. No, this isn't the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> this isn't the Seminole ca- Casinos. Uh, they, they walk in, and it like uh, opens the door. It was like light, and the door shut. And you know how you got that, um, uh, uh, what the hell, that dark, uh, the tint on the glass yeah, the windows, light, whatever, light the diffusion. glass doors. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as the doors then closed, it went completely dark, dark. and around the whole inside was rope lighting cheap that rope was lighting. yeah cheap rope lighting, which was not hung up very well. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a strip club because there were like little dance lights going on all over, and then it was like black light areas. And they come and they grab this guy, and he's around these casino machines that are like ones that you would find at a casino slot, slot machines. machines. Yeah. And there's probably like thirty of them, and I'm like, where in the fuck are they? And the guy goes, the cops finally come up to him. They they arrest him, and they're like, hey, you know what you did. You know, there's a warrant out for you, outstanding warrant for you. And the guy's like, oh, man, it ain't me. And it's like, it's you. So then like, they, they handcuff him, and he goes, all right, man, I'll go with you, but can you cash me out first? <laughs> <laughs> cash me outside. How about that? Uh, <laughs> bad Bobby. <laughs> did you ever see about that where everybody was blaming Dr. Phil for her... Well, yeah, if he would never would have had her on the fucking show, she would never be a thing. And he even says, he says, that was... Oh, yeah, he was on Rogan once, and he yep. was like, oh, the worst thing that ever happened in my career was having her on. <laughs> and now I see that she's, like, on OnlyFans, and she's not even getting naked. She's making, like, $10 million, like, a month. Well, or... she did the first, like, month or two, but then she didn't show yeah. any tits or nothing, so everybody's like, fuck this. But she I'll join up... when you start showing your pussy whore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, not even the, I ain't paying horror prices not to get horrors. <laughs> like, just to think to yourself, you're not. Uh, well, it's the same thing. Like when Tony Storm left WWE and started an OnlyFans. The first two months, everybody was like, "Oh, I want to see what," because everybody's like, OnlyFans equals porn, right? Well, these fuckers just were in there in bikinis, and it's like I could see that shit on fucking Instagram for nothing, dumbass. She so, made. Yeah, but she doesn't make that much anymore because no. everybody's like, uh, fucking get off of this. She made $1 million in her OnlyFans account subscription within just six hours of her creating her account because everybody thought she was going to get Yeah, naked. exactly. People want to see famous people naked, and then once they see them naked, they don't give a fuck about them again. Yep. Which is kind of smart on her part. Like, if she, uh, 
if she did like wait till month three and then showed like one tit and then you know build that up because you're only getting this 15 minutes of fame for so long right you're not gonna build a career out of only fans okay um yeah like after a month be like just have messages on there and be like do you like this thong or some stupid shit like that and then finally be like maybe i'll give you guys a you know like a stripper does fucking work that shit yeah for like a month and three months four months until finally you show a tit and then maybe you start showing them all the time and then fucking go full nude and then shit will start to fizzle out but you've already raked in fucking cash because every time you show a tit you're gonna get like a shit ton of new subscribers yep but if you do it all the time then people just copy it and post it to reddit and people don't need to you can just see it for free then yeah well, that's kind of like <clears throat> what porn stars are doing, OnlyFans. It's like, um, you do have like over like uh, hundred and some videos of you <laughs> taking cock. Yeah, um, right in the ass. <laughs> I could see it on Pornhub for free. <laughs> or I'm going to watch you. But it's not the full video, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know the day in the life of a porn star. <laughs> what does she eat? Cock. Um, <laughs> I, I There is a, a girl who used to do uh, pod, she was a porn star before she started doing this, but she was like on podcasting when like Rogan had a, uh, a producer. Now he has young Jamie, but before that he had Brian Redband, who's a comedian and producer. He does, he managed a bunch of podcasts back in the day. Uh, but he had one called, uh, fuck. I can't remember. It was something I'll look it up, but he had a porn star as a co-host, Dana Diarmond. And I never watched any of her porn. She was just funny as shit okay. on this podcast. And I didn't want to watch any porn with her because I'd be like, because once you've listened to podcasts for a while, it's like, you know, you feel like, you know, the person. So it almost feels like disrespectful to <laughs> right. watch a porn with her. But then eventually it was like, oh, I, it was in a, you know, probably like an orgy or gangbang scene. I'm like, I recognize her and then be like, well. The floodgates are open now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Brian Redband had a bunch after he started with Rogan because he had like uh, his little group called uh, Death Squad. I got a T-shirt somewhere still that he's got like a weird uh, cat um, on it, but the name it was a clever name for this podcast too. I'm looking it up right now. It was called. God damn it. It's not called God damn it. It was something muff. <laughs> something muff. Muff diver? No, that's too that's too easy. Yeah. Damn well, it. It was really While you're looking it. at that, because you were talking about the uh the porn star, um another one who you wouldn't think of. Well, I mean I I, I wouldn't say who you think of, but um <clears throat> one of the porn stars who's really smart on sports. Like I have actually listened to some of her because she actually has like uh, professional. Mia Khalifa, are you talking about? No, oh, Lisa Ann. Oh yeah, Lisa Ann is she's very a basketball. She's a fucking wizard. Yeah, she is, and like even like just sports in general. She um she actually has a fantasy football, and in the league that she always holds, she does like a charity one, and she's won it like every year. But every week, she'll like go through like how this player has played against this team or how this, because people will like ask questions and stuff. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. like, holy shit. And uh, 
you know, she even says, she's like, I can't go back in the past. It's out there. Everybody's going to see it, you know, but she's like, I just want, you know, now, <clears throat> you know, this is something that I really like, you yeah. know, and like her knowledge of sports, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I they mean, even wanted her to be a, uh, you said NBA, they wanted her to be a uh, co or like a, a minor shareholder of one of the teams. Oh, because it was Death Squad, they called it Triple X Squad. <laughs> oh, okay. But I thought they were they called it something else too. But uh, anyway, she was really funny on there, and she had a like they'd they'd interview porn stars half the time. Okay, and like a lot of them were fucking hilarious, and so I started listening to she's she had a moniker. She's really clever in marketing. She called herself the Internet's girlfriend. Dana Diarmond, and she's turned that into a podcasting career now. Really, um, she's on like she Pornhub asked her to do like a Pornhub podcast. Yeah, so I think she does that. She did one with like Hustler and stuff, and she still does porn, so she's raking in cash like nobody's business. Right. Um, I do. There was another porn. I can't remember the name of her, but uh, another porn star. She was on a podcast. I forgot which one it was though. Anyway, they were asking her the question, when you're in the middle of having sex or doing a scene, what is it that you think of? And she goes, well, as you can see, she's like, uh, she's like, I'm a little bit bigger than, you know, most petite girls. Like, uh, the porn star has to be probably like 160 pounds. Anyway, she says that when she's Perfect. in the middle of playing, because uh, she plays the, you know, the the fan, the family taboo, whatever, where oh, she's playing step the stepmom, stepmom shit, yeah. yeah. And she's like, when I'm in the middle of, you know, on top of him, the whole time I'm thinking to myself in my head, I'm squishing him, I'm squishing him, <laughs> I'm killing him, I'm killing him. And she's like, trust <clears throat> me, she's like, that's exactly what is going through my mind at all times. It's not, oh yes, give it to me. She's <laughs> Well, everybody's different too, but yeah. like, yeah, some of those women, like, if you ever watch one of those documentaries, like the dark side of porn, like one girl's just like, after a while, it just doesn't fucking matter at all. Like, getting DP'd on a scene, you might as well be putting a finger in my ear. There's like no sensation whatsoever. Right. Don't give a fuck. I'm like, that's fucking harsh. Like, only a few people make it in. You know, big time millionaire status. Yep. The other ninety percent are well. You figure like what? that chick who would well, Jenna Jameson probably be one of the first ones, <clears throat> on you figure? Like superstar. Well, Chasey well, Lane was also another one. Yeah, but back in the day, Nina Hartley was probably the okay. first. Like, well, there's Ron Jeremy, and then oh. <laughs> female. I have to tell you a funny. <clears throat> okay. He's in prison for rape. Now. <laughs> um, uh, Nina Hartley was probably the first. And she still does porn. She's like 65. <laughs> she does like grandma very, porn. Yeah, pretty much. Could you imagine a bunch of 70 year old guys there and going, oh, yeah, honey? Well, she's not fucking. I know. She doesn't have false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> guys are in the middle Christ. jerking off. He's ready to blow his load and his teeth fall off. Because first. I think she started when she was like 19. So wow. her whole life has been in the porn industry, but she's like. Probably the most famous female porn star of all time. Like she started in the uh, gen- furry decade female to de- de- decade to decade. Yeah, she started in the furry female decade or the uh, the era. What the furry female? Furry is a whole different term these days. Well, like, I know it is now. It is. Yeah, <clears throat> they didn't start shaving pussies till the nineties. No. Um. But, but yeah, she started in like 
79 or 80, 19 years old. But she's probably the first female superstar. But like Ron Jeremy and yep. uh, John Holmes. Oh, Johnny Holmes. That's uh, the one that. Uh, yeah, we talked about this before the documentary with the movie and the movie with, uh, with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Ron Jeremy. I, I, I. <laughs> so we were, you know, like I said, back when we were younger, we would always you you you'd see a porno. You're like, oh, huh. Let's watch this one. And back then, there would like try That's to exactly what I used they to tried say. to make it. You know, like it was especially back then they would make a like porno a, into a, a st- movie. Yeah, they had a movie that happened to have eight porn scenes in it. <laughs> yeah, and supposedly As, it had like a plot. I don't know what the plot was. Yeah, they'd usually try to make a parody of like Porky's or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but anyway, so Ron Jeremy, <laughs> uh, it was this one scene. This girl is downstairs in the kitchen, and she is sitting there putting in cereal into a bowl. She goes into the fridge, grabs the milk, and there's only like that little bit, that little bit. I know of where milk. this is going. Yep. <laughs> so then, anyway, he comes downstairs, and she goes. It was almost like that Friday scene. We're all out of milk. Yep. And so next thing you know, he pulls his dick out. She starts sucking him off, and then he goes and he blows his load into the cereal and says, "Eat that." <laughs> Yeah, and she did. Well, oh. it's not like they couldn't cut camera. And, but, no, you know. I was like, "What?" That gives a whole new meaning to the frosted flakes. Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Got any bad news? I only got one story. I do actually. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. All right. So anyway, my bad news consists of this. It turns out. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say mine while you're looking that up. Okay. Because mine's real quick. I've seen this uh, twice. This happened in the past week at, in Oshkosh. Uh, Co-bus and bus lines had their catalytic converters stolen out of their buses. Really? So they said that uh, parents had to drive their own kids to school or find a way for... Because they couldn't pull uh, their regular buses off of already scheduled charter routes but they'd be back up and running the next day and they were and then the next night <laughs> they came <laughs> back and they stole all those <laughs> catalytic converters out of the new buses or the just recently replaced buses so it's like one of those heists where like they don't think we'll do it two nights in a row <laughs> they it's almost kind of like did. The- <laughs> holy shit i and couldn't they, believe and they that. got away or did they get caught no they're still out there on the lamb or whatever. And I guess catalytic converters have titanium in them or uh, a platinum core. So the precious metals in them is why uh, they get stolen. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> two nights in a row. You think you'd put like a one of your bus drivers who can't drive the bus as a security guard. Yeah, but he'd probably fall asleep. Whatever. Have two guys then, and then one guy can call the cops when the motion detector lights go on, unless they don't even have those. But Cobusset is a pretty goddamn big bus line around here. You would think they'd have the money for, you know, a trail cam or something so they could find these thieves. Rent-a-cops. I hate rent-a-cops. <laughs> but it's like, oh, yeah, we got... Our catalytic converter stolen again. Get your own goddamn kids to school. Because then the school's like, well, we're not shutting down. So it's like, uh, well, how the fuck do you expect the kid to learn if he's not there and he can't get there? Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like our economy's already fucked. You probably got both parents, if they're even together, working. It's like, how are you going to get your kid to school? Oh, yeah. That's a big mess, I'm sure. Uh, 
Oshkosh uh, school district is going to be uh, in turmoil, let's say, for quite a while. Oh, God. Maybe build bigger fences. Take a line out of the Border Patrol. Maybe they're built, stealing the catalytic converters so they can give it money to the, uh, the the city of Oshkosh so they can bring back Rock USA and Country USA. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Exactly. <laughs> That's Osh Vegas for you. Anyway, so my stories consisted of this. I had two of them. Okay. Uh, first one, a Milwaukee man is accusing is accusing of stealing $124,000 that was meant for his son's therapy for autism. Jesus Christ. Now, this guy's name, I'll see if I can try to say this correctly, Alper Kolku, 39, is charged with one count of theft from a business setting setting and one, oh, sorry, from a business setting and one count of felony bail jumping. Bail jumping. Bail jumping? jumping. Like I couldn't say animomorphizing. As his son's (laughs) insurance holder, Kolku had a pay-to-patient agreement where his insurance company would send a check directly to Coco, and Coco then would have to pay out-of-network provider. The oh, criminal complaint... Yeah. therapy? Yep. The criminal complaint <clears throat> says that Coco's bank records show he made no payments to the therapy provider despite receiving over $124,975 <laughs> from his insurance company between September 20th or September 2020 and July of 2022. Just like when somebody's parents get their Social Security and they cash it on their behalf? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, prosecutors say Koku deposited the money into his bank account and kept it. In May, Koku received a payment demand or received a payment demand letter from his son's therapy provider ordering him to pay his outstanding balance, but still no payments were made, prosecutors said. Eh, what a piece of shit. Yeah. What's the other story? And the other story is this. This one happened in Oneida. Where we were just where at? Where we were just at, yeah. I, I, not Oneida County? Not Oneida County. Hobart, Wisconsin. Here we go. A man from Oneida is facing four charges following an incident where he threatened police officers multiple times and said he used a curtain rod to bash in someone's head. <laughs> Probably happened at D2s. We st- Yeah, we took the wrong turn and we had to go into the D2 parking lot and... Yeah. There was a lady outside, looked like she was waiting for somebody to arm wrestle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> According to a criminal complaint obtained by Local 5, 43-year-old Jeremy Cornelius was arrested on September 26th following a disturbance at the residence. On the 26th of September, around 5.20 p.m., authorities were sent for a disturbance at the residence in Hobart. The person who made the call said that Cornelius was intoxicated and made threats with a closet rod. A closet rod. That's made out of, like, balsa wood. How the fuck could he... No shit. Have you ever tried to hang more than 10 shirts and hangers on one of those things? Have you even tried to hang yourself on a... (laughs) Ask Keith Carradine about that. Uh, Cornelius was reported... Autoerotic asphyxiation. (laughs) Cornelius was reportedly in the basement and would not cooperate. Additional law enforcement officers were requested. When the officers did arrive, Cornelius could be heard yelling from the basement. He reportedly told officers they would have to come down and get him. You come and get it, coppers. You hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's <clears throat> what's a penny made out of, daddy copper? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah, see there? Um Cornelius also allegedly told the officers he was going to take their guns and kill them numerous times. After about 30 minutes. Well, I want to I just uh, defend the officers here for not shooting this guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, they get a bad rap, but uh, way to show some restraint because it sounds like you had probable cause on this one. <laughs> After about 30 minutes, Cornelius came out of the basement but ended up going back into the house. <laughs> ah, you'll never catch me alive! <laughs> Jesus Christ, how'd he how'd get away? Uh, officers, oh, they never had yeah. him custody yeah officers said that cornelius appeared to be cooperative at times but tried running back inside on different occasions math i would assume i don't know maybe i don't know eventually a canine unit and taser were used at the same time wow well yeah they drag him down with the rottweiler or the german shepherd and then tase him and then the dog lets go so yeah. he doesn't get electrocuted so he was eventually taken into custody while at the hospital cornelius threatened an officer he allegedly told the officer he would beat him up as well as saying he hoped that someone important to the officer died <laughs> jesus Christ. cornelius would not cooperate with hospital employees and while officers were trying to retain or restrain him he prevented or to prevent him from spitting or biting anyone he allegedly looked up at the officer and said, if I survive this, I'm going to kill your entire family, bitch. Yeah. So the uh, person... Now, if you're in a hospital and you threaten a nurse or anything, it's a felony. Yeah. The person who made the complaint said that Cornelius allegedly stole some beer from a cooler and left a fire unattended outside. (laughs) (laughs) Cornelius later picked up the large rod curtain and whatever and bashed the complaint in the head that's when the police or the cops were called so he's looking at a, a long time especially uh his uh hearing is october 14th but he has a cash bomb set at only 500 dollars. yeah that's the world we live in yeah and then yep. he's gonna go run down people in a parade <laughs> however arrest records show he refused to sign it and has not been released he probably doesn't have 500 dollars. yeah exactly and nobody's gonna give that fuck face 500 to get out you know what they should do is they should just hand him a, a curtain rod and then they'll hand another one and it'd be like, let's get it on. <clears throat> yeah, and the the baddest dude in the in Gen Pop. Yeah. All right, let's open some cards. Okay. 1987. We only top have baseball cards. We got four packs left. These two and two more. We're looking for the elusive Barry Bonds rookie. Yep. But we are still. Zero on that. We and, do. oh, you told me that there's a uh, card shop yes, in Shano. It's open. called Screaming O Sports Cards and Collectibles, and they showed pictures of the store. Um, it's got, like, a lot of single ones that are, like, you know, the you know ones you can buy a single, you know, like the Michael Jordans or whatever. Yeah. But um, also has uh, box sets. Box sets. Yeah. So maybe we'll take some of these tops over there and see if they... Uh, see if they do any, like, kind of... Grading. Thing. Yeah. Or if they're... Any knowledge Willing of to it. look at them and get them graded themselves, you know. We've got us... plastic sleeves now, too, so. Yeah. All right, I got my pack open. Okay. For the Red Sox, Marty Barrett, not Marty Gennetti. Greg Gagne. Really? Holy crap. Look at that guy. He looks like he's 12 years old. Dennis Powell for the Dodgers. Nobody looks you. John Candelaria for Angels, nobody likes you. A Dusty Baker A's card, is that manager? Nope, first base. This must have been the end of his career. Look at that Dusty Baker. Not oh, wow. too shabby looking. And he's he's uh, taking the Astros right now. Yeah. He, uh... That's got to be cool to have your entire career be baseball involved. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was a manager for how many teams, too? The Cubs, the Reds. All of them? <laughs> <laughs> the Astro, I, I don't even. He was the Reds for sure. Wasn't it Giants too? Yep, for a spell. He's been everywhere, dude. Yeah. I bet he's been a successful manager. 
Yeah, until he's not. And then everybody's like, get the fuck out of town. Yeah. Well, I mean, he ended up getting that job in Ash or in Houston because of that whole uh, trash can thing. Oh, the signals from yeah. second base? Tim Raines from the Expos. For the Reds, Wade Roten in a fucking jacket. He looked like a douchebag. For the Astros, Kevin Bass. Gino Petrelli. I don't know who the fuck this is. This pack is not looking good. Giants, Mike Aldrati. Lamar Hoyt for the Padres. Brett Butler for the Engines. Now the Guardians. Wally Joyner tops. Wally Joyner. All-star rookie card. Wow. Yep. All-star rookie card, Wally Joyner. I don't remember him. But not a bad card. Manager card of Jim Fragosi. <laughs> what? For the White Sox. That's back Did when he they have had like the... a Chicago-style deep dish uh, pizza? <laughs> That's back when they had the just SOX, oh, yeah. like the bold lettering. Yep. Stupid jerseys. I hated those. Gary Ward for the Rangers. Frank Williams for the Giants. And the bubblegum card is Ernie Witt. Yeah, that's a fucking shit show of... If your gum looks even a little bit good, please give it to me. Because this fucking thing... Ugh, this looks horrible. This looks so bad. That is bad. That's actually worse than this one. (laughs) Yeah, this piece of gum that I got... Is rusty. The the gum card was Bill Scherher. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway, uh, from the Detroit not like, Tigers. Not, not, um, not like he is valuable. Oh, come on. Don't you come on me. Oh, no, never mind. Harold Rains. Or Harold it, Baines, I'm sorry. Harold Baines. Not Rains. Yeah. <laughs> Easy butt. Harold Baines from the White Sox. Greg Lefferts from the Padres. Ed Nunez from the Mariners. Danny Darwin of the Astros. Hey, a turn back the clock is 1982 Ricky Henderson. (laughs) You know what Ricky Henderson does is Ricky Henderson steals bases. All right? (laughs) And nobody can play like Ricky Henderson can play. What did he have (laughs) in that one year of stolen bases? Was it like 30? He had like 30, 30, or 40, 40. No, I think it was more than that, wasn't it? Well, he was like the only person to hit 30. Doubles, 30 stolen bases, 30 triples, something like that. He won the uh, batting crown, but he's the only person to ever do that yeah. in a season. I mean, Ricky but Anderson. He, he has the stolen base record. Yeah, all-time but. stolen base leader, stealing 1,406 bases over the course of his 25-year career. Yeah, but he had a thing in a single season where nobody would ever do it again. It was like a 30-30-30, like doubles, triples, stolen bases. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Shit. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, his record was, um, in a season, 130 in 1982. But well, that's a turn back the clock one. Oh, yeah. Stolen bases in a single season. Yeah. Which is still, I mean, now what? You'll see somebody maybe with, like, 50. Yeah. And then everybody's like, wow, that guy really stole a lot. For sure. But. Brewers leaders. Hey. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Robin Yount. And Rob Deere. That's it. Paul Molitor. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tim Flannery from the Padres. Give me that gum. Just throw it over here. John Russell from the Phillies. Ron Gurdy from the Yankees. Tony Fernandez of the Blue Jays. Ted Simmons no. of the Braves. Ron Darling of the Mets. But Brett Saberhagen. Yeah, that's a good one. 
of the Royals. Joe Sambito no. of the Red Sox. Once again, another Brian Clutterbuck of the Brewers. <laughs> Fucking Clutterbuck. We got like three or four of those I do, now. yeah. And then uh, Bob Brenly from the Padres. So here, Give I'll me that go. fucking stupid ass goddamn right. bubblegum 87 yeah, off a dirty, dirty card. That is a pretty cool looking card. It's got the old school like... Uh... Why would they be turning back the clock five years? <laughs> from 87 to 82 you know i did find out though but that original card on this card looks really cool yeah i did find this out they actually said um there's a guy who does like i that junk wax cell he's got a a page and i watch him because he'll like open up all old uh wax packs anyway he talked about how the the number one pack of cards ever for any sport were the 1987 uh, tops because they had the hardwood. Uh, the board, the, the yeah. around them. And I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. And I looked at the 1988 tops one, and that's right. This was the only year they did the hardwood. Yeah, the background on these cards is like a... <laughs> that was a big thing back in the day for, well, look at my basement. It's got that wood paneling on the walls. That's yep. what the background of these cards look like, and it looks pretty cool. Anyway, here goes this fucking gum. God damn it. Ugh. Can you taste Ricky Henderson's stolen base Ugh. records? That think about that. That gum right there. That's been through some records. Been through the record. <laughs> God. Good now, God. Wonder if you were to put that gum. On catalytic converters. Probably disintegrate. Would it eat the catalytic Oh, God damn it. Why did I swallow this? Cause I don't oh, have a oh you swallowed it. Ugh. I don't have a drink in front of me. Oh. Sorry to hear the about that. The alcohol would have killed it, but since I'm on sober October. October. Oh, yeah. I see you're putting in the uh, plastic sleeves we got for some of our gooder cards. Gooder cards. Gooder cards? Yeah. Does it slide in pretty good? I don't know. I haven't tried yet. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him right now, trying to. Uh... I got double vision. All right, there it is. Our first one's going in. What was that? The Ricky Henderson card. Yep. Look at that. Hey, pretty nice, awesome. Okay, well, we I guess in? we end this show with a little comedian of the week. Yeah, um, very famous comedian. Uh, infamous recently for getting slapped at the Oscars on stage by Will Smith. <laughs> Which is kind wow. of serendipitous because he's uh, he already started touring for his new special. So this sort of happened right before he started touring. And I guess he's got some jokes about it now, but like the first night he opened in like Madison Square Gardens and it was sold out immediately because they wanted to hear what he was going to say about Will Smith. But I guess he's like, I ain't going to say nothing yet. He's like, I'm working on some materials. So you just have to wait till the special comes out for the jokes. So... Uh, hopefully that comes out soon, but usually get, when a guy goes on tour, it's almost a year before the special comes out. So where do you think that's going to come on then? Is that going to be always, on? he always had a contract with HBO. All of his specials usually were on HBO. Okay. So he's got an existing relationship there, but nowadays it's a bidding war between streaming companies. Netflix could give him a shit ton of money for it or... 
he could even do it independently like Louis C.K. does. Louis C.K. just dropped a special that, unless you pay attention, you have to go to his website to buy it. It's five bucks. You buy it and you own it forever. Right. You can download it, burn it, whatever. Uh, and that's what he's done with all of his specials now is like, there is no middleman. He just, he makes a special himself. He self-finances and then puts it out on his website for you to buy. And that's it. So he doesn't have to deal with managers or PR people or anything like that. Uh, I have yet to buy it because I haven't had the time, but um, you can buy like a package, which is all of his specials. He's got like eight or nine of them for like 50 bucks. It's not a bad deal. Um, Or less than that, 30 bucks, he said. And now he's got, he bought the rights back to, he had a show on FX called Louie. Yes. He bought the rights to that, so you can go on his website and get that too right now. Really? Yeah, that was a good show. I fucking liked it back in the day. Uh, but Chris Rock, uh, I remember <laughs> I remember Bring the Pain, which I think is what this bit's That's from. That's right, yep, from 1996. Bring the Pain, and then he had Bigger and Blacker after that. But Bring the Pain was like one of the first stand-up specials that everybody fucking watched. Yes, I remember I mean, on I, HBO. Yeah, everybody got in trouble for repeating probably this bit. <laughs> So, uh, quite a trigger warning, quite a lot of end bombs probably going to yes. happen because it's Chris Rock. <laughs> so, uh, enjoy. Now, we got a lot of things, a lot of racism going on in the world right now. Who's more racist, black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people too. <laughs> Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. <laughs> There's some shit going on with black people right now. It's like a civil war going on with black people. And there's two sides. It's black people and there's niggas. <laughs> and niggas have got to go. Every time black people want to have a good time, ignorant ass niggas fuck it up. Can't do shit. Can't do shit without some niggas fucking it up. Can't do nothing. Can't keep a disco open more than three weeks. Grand opening, grand closing. Can't go to a movie the first week and come out. Why? Because niggas are shooting at the screen. What kind of ignorant shit is that? Hey, that's a good movie. That's so good I gotta bust a cap in here. Hey, I love black people, but I hate niggas, bro. Oh, Boy, I wish they let me join the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> Shit, I do a drive-by from here to Brooklyn. Tired of niggas, man. You can't have shit when you're around niggas. You can't have shit. You can't have no big screen TV. You can have it, but you better move it in at 3 in the morning. Painted white hope niggas think it's a bassinet. Can't have shit in your house. Why? Because niggas will break in your house. Niggas will live next door to you. Break in your house and come over the next day and go, I heard you got robbed. <laughs> like, nigga, you know you robbed me. You ain't hear shit because you was doing shit. <laughs> Damn. Tired of niggas. Tired, 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 tired of niggas, man. Damn, man. You know what the worst thing about niggas? Niggas always want some credit for some shit they supposed to do. 
for some shit they just supposed to do. A nigga will brag about some shit a normal man just does. A nigga will say some shit like, I take care of my kids. You're supposed to be a dumb motherfucker. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What kind of ignorant shit is that? I ain't never been to jail. What, you want a cookie? You're not supposed to go to jail, you low expectation ever, motherfucker. Shit. You know what the worst thing about niggas? The worst thing about niggas? Niggas love to not know. Nothing make a nigga happier than not knowing the answer to your question. Just ask a nigga a question. Any nigga. Hey, nigga, what's the capitalist I am? I don't know that shit. Keeping it real. Niggas love to keep it real. Real dumb. Niggas hate now. Shit. So I tell you, niggas are breaking your house. You want to save your money? Put it in your books. Because niggas don't read. Just put the money in the books. Shit. Books are like kryptonite to a nigga. Here's a book. No! No! Not a book! No! No! Tired of this shit, man. Your kids can't fucking play nowhere. Every year the space gets smaller. Okay, you go from that corner to that corner. Oh, you go from that gate to that gate. By the time motherfuckers 10, he's just hopping in a circle like <laughs> Tired of this shit, man. Tired, tired, tired. Three, five, four, figure, boy, I hate a nigga. Boy, tired of this shit, man. Tired, man. Niggas just ignorant, love being there, singing about ignorance. I heard some song the other day. It's the first of the month. Niggas are singing welfare carols. On the first day of welfare, my true luck ain't to me. I wish you a man welfare in a happy food stand. The fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Now they got some shit they're trying to get rid of welfare. Every time you see welfare in the news, they always show black people. Black people don't give a fuck about welfare. <laughs> Niggas are shaking in their boots. <laughs> oh, they gonna take our shit. Shit, a black man that got two jobs, going to work every day, hates a nigga on welfare. Like, nigga, get a job. I got two, you can't get one. <laughs> But if you get fucked up and get laid off, they wouldn't hire another nigga for 10 years. Shit, a black woman that got two kids going to work every day, busting her ass, hates a bitch with nine kids getting a welfare check. Like, bitch, stop fucking. Stop fucking. Stop it. Put the dick down. Put it down. Get a job. Yes, you can get a job. And get a job holding dicks. Whatever you do, Oh, there it is. You could not get away with that today. Even <laughs> no, you he, could not. Even though he's black. He, yep. Holy shit. If he did that bit today, he'd be tarred and feathered and crucified. But that's, that's the era we grew up on. I mean, what was I? Well, that was 96. 16? I was 16 when that came out. So I would have been like 14, 15, yeah. 14. I would have been. But, yeah, that was the first special that everybody watched because it was so 
fucking funny at the time. It was like the equivalent of like when Richard Pryor's uh, Live on Sunset came out, yeah. which was very similar to that bit. So, I mean, you had like 20 years of you could joke about shit like that, and then people got too soft, and everybody's uh, nobody had any obstacles in their life, so they had to create their own, so now you can't say certain words. Whatever. At least we actually got to, you know, be around that 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 <clears throat> well, time. Yeah, and some people would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you! You're proud of being able to do, be like, bitch! You don't know what it was like growing up back then without a cell phone. It was fucking awesome." Yeah, we were talking last night. There were so many at the wedding. I looked out on the dance floor, and I was a couple years older than most of the people on the dance floor. And I was, like, sitting next to our buddy's girlfriend, and then I said, Hal, come here. I'm like, everybody out on that dance floor almost is doing the same thing that they would have been doing 20 years ago around one of my party campfires. Yes. <laughs> They're just drinking and getting nuts and dancing around and shit. I'm like, back when I was throwing parties and there were no, it was no fucking Facebook, MySpace was just becoming a thing. Yes. You know, nobody got the cops called on them nobody was taking selfies to post anywhere that people would bust you because nowadays nobody has underage parties like we used to have no well there was that i remember you had it on your bad news a couple weeks ago or maybe a month oh yeah in in an abandoned house that they tried uh yeah but then somebody snapchatted the thing and and had their location on their yeah yeah fucking idiot and then the guy who bought the beer whatever is trying to escape and he's ran the cop car yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> didn't that happen in Y Wig or something like that or yeah some uh we'll have to go back and look but yeah, yeah it was like uh burnhamwood Y Wiga somewhere around there but it's like we were freer back then we could just do whatever the you know we didn't have to worry about getting in trouble because the only way you were gonna get busted is if somebody snitched and boy if you were the person who snitched guess what you're gonna be the most unpopular fucking person for the rest of High school. And the only ones that would ever snitch are the ones that were not invited to the party. Yeah. Which kind of, it was kind of a good social uh, check and balance. Like, you had to be inclusive by inviting everybody. That way they could decide whether or not they wanted to come. And they felt like, oh, at least they invited me. And if they did come to your party, maybe you found some common ground and you were friendlier. Like, I was friends with pretty much everybody in my class. And thinking back, I mean, like, all the years around where I graduated, everybody was pretty close and still are today. Yeah. But now people don't give a fuck. They they live online, and it's it's a shame. There's no check and balances. Everybody can just, you know, type a fucking mean thing to somebody. And it's like, back then, you had to be in front of somebody to say something mean uh, and or talk it, shit bump behind their back. But yeah. But usually when it actually got to that person that the shit was being talked about, that person went right to that person's face. And Oh, yeah. It was like, I heard you fucking said this. And then there usually was a little bit of miscommunication, but sometimes there weren't. And then you got called out in front of everybody and dressed down. And then it either turned into a physical fight or you apologized and you were cool afterwards. Yeah. You're like, sorry, I just fucking, you know, I don't know. I was drunk and fucking running off of the mouth or, you know. You ended it in a fight, but even after a fight, I mean... Well, another uh, a good way to like look at it, uh, you remember the movie Dazed and Confused? 
Yeah. Okay. So remember when that party that uh, the parents were supposed to be gone, and so the kid was going to have the house party, <laughs> yeah. and it, they ended up changing the location. But that's how it was then back then. Yeah, it was word of mouth. All of a sudden, you saw this person, and he's like, hey, it's canceled at this guy's house. We're meeting out at the thing. Be like Matthew McConaughey. Hey, we're going to get a couple Sixers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple kegs. You guys got any weed? It'd be a lot cooler, cooler if you did. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly how yeah, it was. Yeah, that's how it was back in the day. We just started getting cell phones when I was like a senior in high school and those are those nokia fucking candy bar phones there wasn't texting you had to actually call somebody otherwise you just drove around and at different people's houses you would drive by their house to see if anybody else was there and you would just show the fuck up and be like knock on the door be like hey jeremy hen like yeah jeremy burn here yep that's how it used to be and sometimes you had to drive from fucking bod to will all the way out to davarito yeah So there was a lot more cruising. That's why Dazed and Confused is a great movie because that's half the movie is them cruising around looking for shit to do or trying to run into some of their friends. Yeah, I miss that. That was fu- I'm glad we lived in that era and not in today's era. No. Holy shit. It just seems like they don't do anything now anymore. They just like you said, they're they're looking at their Facebook or <clears throat> their you know, TikToks their Snapchat or, or TikToks. Yeah. Putting the phone in front of them and trying to do the next TikTok dance to be on video. It's like, dude, we could be out in a field with a fire, <laughs> drinking beers and playing beer pong. Yeah. And I even remember, like, even if there was times that there wasn't a beer party going on, we a bunch of us would meet up. And at our we buddy's would... mom's house. And we'd watch Crocodile Hunter and <laughs> laugh our asses well, off. And then after it was done, Comedy Central would have all these half-hour specials of comedians that we'd watch, and that's how I got, well, a lot of us got into stand-up comedy, watching it all the time, or following, you know, certain guys. That's when Dane Cook blew up big. Yeah. Um, we just sit at my buddy's mom's house. I, If it wasn't for Mother Sue, I, I think a lot of us would have either not been as close as we were, or some of us probably would have turned to more mischievous, illegal shit. Right. That was like a sanctuary for young boys to watch Crocodile Hunter <laughs> and smoke cigarettes. And <clears throat> no, that's yeah, that's exactly how it was back then. It was just so much easier, you know. You always knew that you were gonna have something going on. I mean, I can't even remember. Uh, well, even on the nights where nothing was going on, just cruising around with a buddy or two in your car, listening, sh- listening to music, yep. or it was just. That could be a night out on its own. I can remember the uh, first night that, uh, well, uh, when I finally got, I mean, I think it came out in 94, so I would have only been 14, but when I finally, uh, I think it was, well, when I got my license. Dr. Dre the Chronic? Uh, no. Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style? I mean, style. I got yeah, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, Doc, or the Chronic, and then also All Eyes on Me, Tupac, the two-disc oh, CD. the two-disc, yeah. And uh, we would actually then drive down to Appleton and cruise the app for like three hours. Or I remember my buddy had a Camaro. Ben would, would go cruise Maine on Green Bay okay, where all yep. the critters were. Yep. But yeah, back then, yeah, you'd have everybody from guys like my buddy's Camaro, IROC, to rednecks with big jacked up trucks, to guys had... with... And that was right when uh, the first Fast and the Furious came out. Yep. So you guys had... Like a guy, a bunch of guys Dodge with like neons and Ford probes and <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, what the hell was that other car that everybody had? It was like a Nissan. 
was it it wasn't um it's like a it wasn't maximo was it no 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 that that was a sedan <laughs> yeah this is uh, like a two-door sportier car but anyway well, i know there was like toyota supra oh yeah that that too but then there was like a eagle talon <laughs> a bunch of yeah guys eagle had. talon yep uh well, see, my first one, like when that all came out and we would cruise the Ave, I had a four-door sedan uh, Buick LeSabre. It was <laughs> a, Buick. Yeah, with a red hard top, and it had 191. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that now. And, I forgot. Yeah, and I had the system, but every now and then the wires would come out of the amp, and so somebody had to hold it while we were driving. <laughs> but I didn't have front shocks, so then every time we come to a stop sign or a stoplight on College Ave, I would on purpose slam on my brakes every now and then, and then my front of my vehicle would hop like I had hydraulics. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, except for everybody else looking and laughing at you. Oh, right. Oh, my God. And I did have, uh, I didn't have this. Oh, I think I might have had spinner hubcaps on it, too. Oh, my God. I I might have. I can't remember. The fake spinner hubcaps were the funniest thing ever. We were so stupid as kids. (laughs) We were. Ugh. Let's end it on that. Yeah, Holy I think fuck. so. Wow, <laughs> fake spinners, baby. All right, we'll give our we'll give our review next week on uh, the gathering. <laughs> the chicken and tips, wedding crashers, baby. You fans can stick it, brother.